We are live on a Tuesday night at 6.30 as opposed to 6 o'clock as usual. And we are going to draft some super flex best ball teams. So that being said, let's get into it. And here we are on a Tuesday night, ready to do some unexpected Superflex Pom Pomeranian. Should have been a Pomsky um, in honor of my dog, Gotham, who is, as you can see, always on me in some capacity. There is always a piece of him on my clothing. But alas, we were supposed to do a show with Eric Byam for tonight, who is still under the weather. Hope he feels better soon. Reached out to Silas, who sent me a voice memo. And he sounded like he has smoked 30,000 packs of cigarettes because he lost his voice. So, alas, we will um, we'll draft some, some super flex Pomeranian teams. Uh, any, of those, any of you that thought it was at 7.30, apologies. That was a little bit of a mistake when this got set up. But I think what we should do is let's just absolutely jump right into drafting. So let's jump into this Pomeranian. Um, yes, we do wish to enter. My overlay probably isn't going to work as well with this based on the fact that I have it set up for a single tournament exposure. So I did not adjust that because I won't be firing too many of these super flexes. Oh, look at that. Influencer 101. I think Josh Allen's going to be the easy pick on this, right? Question is. I'm not, I'm going to be honest, chat. I am not. Here's a question from Donovan. There's a super flex Pomeranian. So that, it just dropped three minutes ago. They literally just dropped it um, out of nowhere. They gave like a two-hour warning on it. So there is a super flex, a super flex Pomeranian for $3. They have no slow drafts available for it. So it's all fast drafts. It's again, 15 max entrance. So we are going to um, fire into this right now. We'll fire one. If it goes fast enough, maybe I'll fire a second. I do have my other show as well tonight, so I might not be able to do that. But I'm going to be honest. I am not a big super flex guy. So I am... I'm still, when I do these super flex drafts, working my way through a little bit. Obviously, I know that I'm taking Josh Allen right away here as the one-on-one. From that point on, though, we are gonna we're gonna be um, really seeing how we're gonna play out the second, third turn. All right, CJ. So give us some quick strategy, please. I have no idea. So basically you are bumping your quarterback exposure up significantly. We are adding um, we are adding a spot for another flex spot for 
the quarterback's position. Well, it doesn't have to be a quarterback. It can be any spot on your roster. But obviously, if you can use two quarterbacks, that's typically the strategy you're going to be going for. And I just want to confirm real quick while I'm drafting what the um, basic. So it's going to be one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs. Let me start that over so that we don't get all confused. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, not three. So when underdog does this, they do two wide receivers. That's what I wanted to confirm. A tight end, a regular flex that's not a quarterback. And then you also have your super flex, which is a spot that you can use a quarterback. Um, <laughs> Eric's already hopped in 15 of them. Got to live a little. Um, good luck. I was doing five of the regular ones earlier that were fast. And then I just fired a bunch of the slows to to max it out. Um, so the strategy on this is you want to try to get to starting quarterbacks essentially early, right? Like that's what we're looking at here. We are looking at trying to get um, uh, two quarterbacks that we can start pretty much every week. It's a little tougher to do from the one spot, but we might have some luck on our side here. If people start taking more of the skill positions than the quarterback spots. Uh, Travis says that he likes waiting on second QB and getting studs at the other positions while most just smash two QBs. I think it really matters like where you are in the draft for that too. That might be something we have to do while we're in the one-on-one because we're getting Josh Allen, but we'll see who's left on board. We might grab a second quarterback and a skill position as well as we see how this unfolds. Who filled or who filled? We all filled. Let's get um. Let's get to this, you sickos. You filled a tournament in like three hours earlier. That was only fifteen max. You guys are absolutely sick, and I was part of it. I've maxed it. Who else maxed the Pomeranian two earlier today? Zero rig tournament. Really nice for underdog to do. Um. I think it's great. I think that getting tournaments like this in August for everybody involved, right? You're rewarding the people that have been playing the whole time since, you know, they started launching contest. You're giving people an entry point that are trying to learn what best ball is that isn't like egregiously overpriced or out of like price points and they can still have fun with it. Um, We'll keep talking about this in a second. We are going to be on the clock in a minute here. So we're going to be coming up on our two, three turn picks. So we see Kirk Cousins is still on board. And we got some really good players still left on board. I got to figure out how I'm going to want to play this, to be perfectly honest with you. See what E. David Berg does here. But again, this is um, this is not my normal forte here. So I'm grabbing Diggs for sure. Diggs is going to be a pick for me here um, without question. I'm grabbing stuff on Diggs. The question is, do we grab Fields to uh, Trevor Lawrence? Because we're not going to get another quarterback if we don't take one now, unfortunately. So like, is the value there in grabbing a Kirk Cousins? I think it might be. I think it 
might be for this format. It's so weird because I'm like not taking Kirk Cousins a lot and other stuff. But if I, I think we might take Kirk Cousins here and then we can play it safe with having the two quarterbacks. There is 20 rounds in this as well. Let's see what some of these comments are. All right. So I had to do 10 at a time to max earlier. One he had to do 10 at a time to max because he saw it late. So when you saw it late, CJ, did you not, were they not allowing the slow drafts anymore? Um, and you only had three to five auto picks. That's pretty impressive. I managed to hop in a couple of the slow drafts. I think I'm in six or seven of the slows for the Pomeranian, which honestly, those are my first slow drafts of the entire um, cycle since since the best ball mania and stuff dropped. I haven't done any slow drafts until the Pomeranian today. I'm sitting on about 105, 6, 7, somewhere in that vicinity of best ball mania. In order to max it, I might end up having to enter 5 to 10 slow drafts for that. Um, so I thought I was going to have to slow draft on those. I was going to max the $5 DK. But I have not been enjoying drafting on it lately. And for me, if I'm not having fun, why would I continue to do it? I'm at about 90 drafts on that. I think I'm going to get to 100 on DK, and I might call it at that point. Um, I'd like to max it. Maybe I still throw a few more. Like when I say 100, I still might throw a few more here and there. It's just not a priority to max anymore. And I need to get on drafters and fire a couple of those $20 ones. And let me just announce it here. As of right now, there might be a scheduling conflict. Um, we're working through it right now, but I'm pretty sure Friday night I will be streaming a big dog draft with Overzet. So we did a big dog draft last year on his channel want to return the favor this year so i think friday night but that's scheduled to change right now we'll uh make the official announcement on that either tomorrow or something like that i'll try to confirm it with them but we'll be doing a, a big dog draft friday at six and that will be probably my only big dog draft this year i did five of them and last year and the one tournament i ran real bad in was the big dog last year I drafted my favorite team in the big dog too. And it just got absolutely shredded. I thought it was like a lock to make the playoffs and we were wrong. And that's what happens with best ball teams. You draft these teams where you're like, how can this team lose? And then you find all the ways for it to lose. Right? So right now we have started our team with Josh Allen, Kirk cousins and Stefan Diggs. So we stack Josh Allen with Diggs, which I love. We have Kirk cousins bye week bros are gonna be mad we have all week seven bye weeks both of our quarterbacks oh my god this is a mistake that's what they're whispering into the into the into the abyss he should not have drafted two quarterbacks with week seven buys but we did again 20 rounds on this as well so this is the type of draft where i was taking a lot more backup quarterbacks earlier we were doing some of these super flex drafts before Best Ball Mania. Um, Underdog was flirting with putting them out here. And I think when you get those two extra spots, backup quarterbacks, Tyler Huntley, for example, was my guy in the super flexes. 
And I've even grabbed him on some of the DKs here and there, like only like two or three times as a 20th round pick, just in case anything were to happen to Lamar. I think Huntley is the best fantasy backup in the entire league at this point. So like if you can grab him and you're comfortable enough with your team and you're, you understand what's going on with that spot where you're just, you know, looking for, unfortunately, like we don't root for injuries, but we know they happen. And especially with someone that's running the ball more and not that Lamar has injury risk attached to him. So that's one of the things we'll be looking at. So we're up in three picks. We have two quarterbacks already. I don't think we'll be snagging a third right now. That's potentially later. We might do something with a third quarterback. But for now, we're not going to be doing that. We have some options on the board that I would like to grab. So this is the fun thing about Super Draft is, you know, we're going to be getting the four or five turn and guys that are usually at the two, three turn are still there. Right. You got Leonard Fournette sitting there. You got Alvin Kamara sitting there. You got Mike Williams. I was really, really hoping A.J. Brown would somehow find his way down to us. That was where we were going to go there. And we have to remember that we're only starting two wide receivers. So that is um, very important, I believe, to remember in this particular format. It kind of changes things a little bit. So I was going to grab Fournette. I think the easy play here is we grab Mike Williams. Um, This would be just whichever Chargers wide receiver you prefer. And a guy that I am just not grabbing a lot, um, I am going to grab now, which is Alvin Kamara. We're getting him at the 501. He's going to be our first running back off the board. I'm not grabbing him in regular drafts. I just, I don't love the Saints offense. But when we can get that type of guy, 501, in a format that isn't, we don't need the wide receivers like we normally do. We're not playing three spots unless we're playing, you know, you could technically be playing four wide receivers still, but you're talking about playing it in your flex and your super flex. So there's just a lot of different ways to build these super flex teams. So right now we have Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Williams. That is our team at the moment. And if this draft goes fast enough, I will fire a second. I do have my other show at 9 o'clock tonight. So might not be able to fire the second if this doesn't take, uh, if this takes too long. The other thing that I wanted to hit on is I promised at the beginning of the year, if we hit a thousand subs on Spike Week YouTube, that I would give away a signed to a jersey, which we have hit the thousand subs. We had another giveaway that didn't end up having anyone sign up for, so that got shelved. But what I will do is I will tomorrow, and somebody tag me in the Discord to remind me, I will put the Google Doc in the Discord tomorrow. So you have to be part of the Spike Week Discord, obviously, to sign up for it. And the other two caveats are you have to be subscribed to Spike Week YouTube channel. That wasn't a question. You have to be subscribed to the Spike Week YouTube channel, right? And the other channel you have to be subscribed to is Hometown Ghost Stories. Um, That is my other channel. That was kind of the deal we made. So... I will show that channel at the end of the stream. 
so that you know what I'm talking about. But you have to be subscribed to Spike Week, Hometown Ghost Stories, and I will check. Um, I did a giveaway last year with with Pete, and they were supposed to be following myself and Pete in order to be eligible on Twitter. And I checked. The first two people weren't following either me or Pete, and they did not win the Kurt Warner jersey that I gave away. So that is the that is the deal. Make sure that you are. F- Subscribe to both Spike Week, Hometown Ghost Stories, and it's almost Halloween. You're getting football, Halloween stuff. Both channels are very opposite each other, but very much the same season. So we're looking here at the sixth round, and I just want to see like the quarterbacks that are still on board. You're seeing Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. So guys with question marks are still on the board, but guys that I wouldn't hate to be my second quarterback if I waited, right? Especially like um, Mac Jones who just goes, because you know his job is pretty safe, even though the production isn't going to be high. I would like Baker Mayfield if I was one of these guys, right, as my second quarterback. I like him a little bit better than these other four because I think his leash is going to be longer. I know people think Tannehill's is going to be fine. I just I talked with Josh Larkey last night about why I think that he might get the hook earlier than we thought. So I'm not overly excited about Ryan Tannehill or the Titans this year, but um, this format is great to grab Malik Willison a little bit later. So something to keep an eye on for us is um, monitoring Malik Willis who in this format has an ADP of 213 supposedly. So um, possibly we look at him later in the draft and grab him. Um, I'm interested to see what they do. People do with Zach Wilson. He had the, the injury in the preseason game. He had the knee surgery today, which by all accounts was as successful as possible. It's being reported that you're going to probably see Joe Flacco week one. Um, but Zach Wilson should be back relatively soon. And I wonder if how much that's going to make people shy away from Zach Wilson, who we were already scared of. So that might be something to monitor in this draft as well, or right around where his ADP would be. Um, so yeah, that's something to watch. Coming back around to us, um, there are guys that I do like here that I hope fall to us. Don't want to say any names too loud. Don't want Jay Hudson or E. David Berg listening to us. And we'll kind of talk through this. And then I want to hit on these Pomeranian contests a little bit more and why I think they're good and some things that I think that underdog should do with them. But I think they are leaps and bounds better than, better than most on getting these contests out to give back to the community and stuff like that. So I think these are great contests. Um, I would love for my TV to stop messing up. Constant problem I'm having right now with this thing, but we can fix it after. Anyways, it's going to be tough to, to fire another one when we have guys taking their entire clock. So Brandon Cooks goes, I think Cam Akers is an absolute smash here. We already grabbed Mike Williams. This is our bring back in that 
explosive week 17 game that we love, right? So Cam Akers, yes, thank you. Um, and then it it's either Kittle, Judy, or Metcalf for me, but like, why not just get the stud tight end right now? Since you know things are a little bit different in this contest. And we kind of filled out a starting lineup, which is usually not what we're looking to do. Uh, Gabe Davis was a guy I was looking at that went a little before us. But right now we have Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Diggs, Mike Williams, and George Kittle. Like, that's a solid, solid starting lineup for us. Um, so something I like to see there. Bear with me while we fix some stuff going on in the background. Yeah, I'm not I'm not usually a fill out your starting lineup guy, but there have been situations throughout the season that I have done something you know similar to that effect of like just based on where people fall and everything. Um, but I think you have to be very careful about that. I think that is the biggest problem you see in all of your home leagues, right? Where people feel like they have to fill in. Oh my God, I got this wide receiver spot left. I have to take it. Or I, I have to take this tight end spot. I don't have a tight end. How am I ever going to feel the starting lineup? And then they have like all these value picks go away from them. So like, as we all know, not generally the best way to draft there with um, just trying to fill out your starting lineup. You guys are seeing how a little bit of the magic is made for my background. This has been a this has been a nightmare since I switched my modem. I think it is because I have it set to a certain frequency and I have to fix that, which would mean fixing every device in my house probably. And guess who wants to do that? Not me. But eventually it's going to have to happen. We just need more time. I need more time. Needed more time on that Pomeranian today earlier, right? Again, got into a bunch of the slow drafts. I'm glad I did. I wanted to max that one. I'm not sure if I'm going to max the super flex one. I'll probably fire a few of them. I don't know how fast it's going to fail either. Again, I have another show tonight. If you maniacs are maxing this out the way that you maxed that one out earlier today, then uh, I'm not going to get too many of these in. I don't think this will be my only one, but yeah, you guys are absolute psychos filling that that fast. So let's take a look at what's left at quarterback, and they're pretty much all gone now, right? We see Mariota go in the eighth. So the only starter, quote unquote, that's left is Mitch Trubisky at the moment, who has an ADP of 130, and I bet you don't even see him hit that. Like he's going to go. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes in the next round or two. Uh, let's take a look at this three-quarterback build by E. David Berg. So he has Herbert, Fields, and Mills. That's a pretty good three. Pretty solid to get that three. Carlos is saying that it's not feeling as fast yet. I think maybe – so they just, like, released that. It was coming out a few hours ago. So I think that, and I think people probably are intimidated by Superflex. And your brain gets wrapped in a pretzel when you start switching formats, right? I love it. I love that. 
I love that they're doing more stuff. Um, let's go ahead and pick here. So I see Devonta Smith on board. Let's go ahead and grab him. And you know what? We have Kirk Cousins. I don't grab a lot of Adam Thielen. Not one of my favorite picks in the draft, but neither was Alvin Kamara. But let's stack Kirk Cousins with Adam Thielen. So now we have our four wideouts, and we have both of our quarterbacks stacked already. Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen. Oh, my goodness. I am. There's probably torches in the front yard. We have nine players right now. And one, two, three, four, five, six of the nine players have a bye week in week seven. Um, I don't, I, I'm guessing people haven't caught win, Carlos. But I'll, again, I also think that people, I think it's more of a niche thing too. I think it's, I think it's great that we're getting the super flex. I think you need some different types of tournaments. And I think you're going to see people just slightly dipping their toes into it. We got to remember that. A lot of the casual drafters just started coming around in the last week or two. They're just getting used to the regular drafts that a lot of us have been doing for, what, three, four, five, six months now. I know we were drafting in February when we started this show. We were doing the big board or whatever it was called at that point. So we could do these drafts with our eyes closed at this point. And these people that are just coming in, they're just getting used to the to the regular drafts. And they're probably looking at like super flex. They're like, that's too different. I don't want to do that. Now, for us degenerates, we like a challenge and we like different formats and we like to try new things. That's why we do rookies and sophomores. I don't remember what the contest was called, but it was it was just quarterbacks and wide receivers for a tournament earlier. Um, this is This is a great point, CJ, as well. Also, some people probably hit the earlier one hard and don't want to do it again so quick. Absolutely. So people that fired 15 bullets earlier, trying to max that out, like the hours, the couple hours they put into that. And it could be a price point thing where they just spent $45. Not everybody's spending as much money as some of us on this, which is perfectly fine. You should spend what you're comfortable with. And maybe they want to allocate that $45 to something else. We know this is going to fill, right? This is going to it just might not fill in three hours. There's nothing wrong with this tournament. It's just you might have a little bit more of an opportunity to play a few of these than you did earlier. That thing filled real fast. What I'd like to see Underdog do is, so the Pomeranian was a great tournament. The 15 max, I think, was the right thing to do. I have a badge. So what I am about to say is probably blasphemy against myself. But I think, yeah, Carlos, the first one was done in about three hours. I think it dropped around 10.03. I left my job at 10 past 10. And by the time I got to my car, it was filled. So luckily I can draft at work. Um, well, there was a lot of slow drafts as well. So point I was trying to make on this is I think that they should do a sort of Pomeranian draft for people without badges or people with under 100 drafts to their name or something. I think there should be a tournament for like much more novice players so that they can get used to it 
so that they're not jumping in drafts with badge people like myself or most of you. Even if you guys don't have badges, we know that a lot of you have been drafting, not all of you probably, but have been drafting at a high clip. I think there should be some beginner drafts for people to dip their toes in the water. And I think there should be some badge-only drafts. Imagine the clout for being like, I took down the badge bros draft, right? Like I took down whatever you want to call that draft where it's just only badges allowed. So I think that's something that would be fun to do and like implement some of the the badges for. I mean, we usually like to play against players that aren't as good as us. But when we play these elite fields, it just it feels a little bit better. Um, so I am on the clock here. Let's see what we got. We could just get a second tight end now because he could sometimes fit into that other flex spot. Just in need, but that is a week seven thing. Let's grab MVS and let's think about it. So I'm going to grab MVS because I'm a mark and I have to have MVS on like every team. And... Hold off on Knox and let's grab let's grab Melvin Gordon just for the bring back on MVS. So we'll do that. Um, that gives us Kamara, Akers, Gordon for our running backs: Diggs, Williams, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen, MVS. Best Ball Nation, which is Felix, says that there should be red badge drafts. LOL. I think there should be red badge drafts. Like, I think there should be a draft for all badges. And I think, yeah, do a red badge only draft. Do a black badge only draft. Let. So when you watch poker, right? Because this is what I always go back to. You see poker players talk about how they want to play with like some of the novices for particular reasons, blah, 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 blah. But. Also, some of the most interesting tournaments to watch are the high roller ones, which are like the 25K entrance. And there's not a lot of novices that are entering that. There's a few here and there that are like businessmen, but even those guys play poker enough, right? So all of them are like experienced players. And sometimes it's fun to just mix it up with experienced players. Really test your your strategy. See See how good you can construct a team when you're playing against, you know, guys that are doing this either for a living or at a high volume, right? So that is, I think streaming those drafts would be a lot of, would be real interesting for, I'd love to watch it. I don't even need to, to be a part of the draft, but just watching, you know, 12 people that are really into best ball and have been drafting hundreds of teams. I mean, I'm guessing I was a part of it. So it's like, it's like pretty much promoting ourselves. But when we did that Royal Rumble draft with 12 people that are pretty deep in the best ball streets drafting teams, and there was some fun had where people were drafting like brand guys and stuff. But overall, like, I think watching, you know, some of the elite players is good because you're not just watching to watch, you're also watching what they're doing. It's like, well, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Um, that's not good, Carlos. Not good to do the handcuff. Actually, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Are you in this draft, Carlos? 
let me know. So those are those are some of the things I'd like. I love watching Underdog Advance though. Every year they start doing more and more stuff, and I'm not. I hope no one thinks that I'm knocking them based on this. It's not a knock at all. This is more of a just like as they grow, things that I would like to see happen more and more. Pomeranian is a great step. Like what a great idea. But now that we've done the Pomeranian, maybe we do some some novice only drafts. And while you drop drop that novice only draft, you can drop the batch draft. You know, call it. I don't know what's the what's a dog that starts with a B. Call it one of those. The basket hound. I don't know. Drop the drop the dogs that start with a B in the chat. So we have a two three five one build right now. With Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Kamara, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen, MVS, George Kittle. Pretty solid lineup. I don't think Pitbull starts with a B, Derek. I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there that I might not be highly educated, but Pitbull starts with a P. Pretty sure. I'll uh, I'll Google that in a second to make sure. But yeah, so we see that Trubisky is still on board. I'm actually shocked that he has fallen this far. I know that Pittsburgh situation is a little scary, but he's still a starting quarterback, and we're in round twelve. Um, so I would think that he would be grabbed. It might be someone for us to look at when it gets back to us here. Potentially. Not not a necessity. Some other things we can do here. Some other guys I like. Again, our I'm trying to the border collie. Yeah, we could do a border collie draft. Badge bros border collies. Let's see. Sherbs has a three-quarterback team. Who's he got? Lamar, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett he went with. I like that. I like the um, – I like going with Kenny Pickett as as a um, pivot off of Trubisky. If he hits later, you get him. Maybe a little early for that, though. Like, I don't hate the Pickett pick, but – Feels a bit early. Feels like you might have been able to get him a little later. But who am I to say? This is my first Superflex draft in probably two or three months. So perhaps, perhaps I am wrong. Um, Let's see what's going on at wide receiver here. You get some options. We've got some options that we can go with here. We have a two, three, five, one build. We do see Trubisky go at the twelve oh nine, which I think is a fine pick. What we are gonna want to do is we're gonna want to redeem ourselves for last night. We auto picked last night, and it was very sad. And honestly. I don't know if anyone watched the stream with me and Larky last night. We'll talk about it in a second. But let's grab. I like Hunter Henry better than I like. 
better than I like um, Gusecki. So let's grab Henry. Let's grab our second tight end. And I want to grab Kenneth Gainwell. I like Gainwell. Uh, I kind of like Spiller. Oh, we got Mike Williams. You know what? Let's have fun. Let's grab Gainwell. I do like Spiller better. I like Madison better. I like Henderson better, but we have Akers. Um, but I think Gainwell's like right there with them. I feel good about Gainwell this year. So this is going to be a get my guys draft. So I'm going to grab Gainwell there. And again, remember, we're only playing two wide receivers with a flex and a super flex. Yeah, I mean, they're all the same letter, right? Barrick, Perrick, however you want to say your name. Throw any of those letters in it. Um, so, yeah. Super flex drafts. See what's going on at the quarterbacks. So you can see that Garoppolo is still on board. What is going on with that situation? How is Garoppolo not dropped? Like they are literally waiting for a quarterback to go down so that they can trade Garoppolo for like, what, a fifth at best? Like you're going to be lucky to get a fifth round pick for Garoppolo, even if somebody gets hurt. The problem for them is it's within their division and teams are just like so scared to trade to a team within their division. But Seattle is the guy, is the team to trade them to. And it's just they're not working it out. But again, Seattle might not even want them. Not that I think Jimmy Garoppolo is great, but he's better than what they have. And Seattle might just be like, we just want to tank. Why do we want to get better at the quarterback spot when we can tank this year and draft a quarterback? Sucks for guys like DK Metcalf when you get in there. They just sign him to an extension. And basically, they're going to waste a year of his career. Minimum. Right? The defense wasn't very good last year. It was whatever. Probably not that much better this year. The offense is significantly worse. They're going to be not a good football team. And Garoppolo would at least make them average but again who wants to be averaging nfl it's like the death sentence right minnesota they make the playoffs they have an average quarterback kirk cousins just can't get them over the hump and now they're they're fighting for a playoff spot every year they're either in it just missing and then they get in and they just get bounced they win a game get bounced just like you never feel like Minnesota is going to go to the Super Bowl, right? It just never feels that way. So that's, I think, what Seattle might be trying to avoid. That makes the Seattle quarterback situation interesting. Spags must be rock hard over this, right? He can, he can play super flex. He can get Drew Locke at a decent price as his second or third quarterback. Like, Chris Bags must be super excited is the word I will say. I was going to say other words. But shout out to Chris Bags, Good friend of the show. Really a big fan of Spags. Great guy. If you haven't checked out Splash Play, I highly suggest going and watching either some of his solo streams or some of his stuff with Pete. Really good stuff. Um, always entertaining 
So just checking out these quarterbacks, we see Garoppolo still on board. We did see Drew Locke go in the 14th. Um, Geno Smith is still there. If we wanted to do something like that, I'm content with not doing that. So we have two, four, five, two. I think we're done at tight end, obviously, right? We have Kittle, we have Hunter Henry. Why would we need another tight end? Um, I think we can just be looking at wide receivers and running backs. And then we can be, um, so I'm going to double stack Kirk Cousins. I'm going to take KJ Osborne as one of my picks. And do any of these guys make sense here for us to take as a bring back? No, let's grab Osborne. So we get Osborne. And let's do some scrolling. Um, we're having fun, right? Dubs is a little far down. We're not going to get him on the way back, though. And let's just get us a Green Bay bring back for this Minnesota stack. So I'm fine with doing something like that, which leaves us Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Kamara, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon, Kenneth Gainwell, Diggs, Williams, Smith, Thielen, MVS, Osborne, so Osborne and Thielen double-stacked with Kirk Cousins with the Romeo Dubs bring back. Kurt Kittle. Kurt, Kurt Kittle. Imagine. Imagine if his name was Kurt Kittle. George Kittle. Hunter Henry. So we also have the Mike Williams, Cam Akers, Week 17 correlation. We have Alvin Kamara. And we have Devonta Smith for week 17. Guys, what else do you want from me? I've correlated this team almost perfectly. I suppose we need a Cincinnati Bengal. We'll try to find one, see if we can find any later. I have some names in mind that we might be able to do. But other than that, we um, we have MVS. We have Melvin Gordon. We have uh, correlated this team without even using my overlay. Like, what a guy I am. I am the guy that made this the shanty for week 17, so I should probably know every week 17 game off the top of my head. You guys should probably know every week 17 game off the top of your head. So, yeah, see, I didn't set up my overlay for this tournament, so it's not even popping up. So that's on my end, probably. We'll do we'll probably do another couple. Well, I know on the channel we'll be doing a couple more drafts that will show the overlay but specifically what i was going to say is best ball mania i'll draft a few more of those teams either with somebody or solo and we will show the overlay if you watched last night's stream how did you like that setup seeing specifically just my percentages in that tournament and then i sort of have mine set up so that i can see my ownership of the player with the first quarterback taken as well as my first, second, and third round picks. So is that is that something you guys like seeing when you're streaming? Would you rather see something else? I can adjust it for streams, but what I showed last night is essentially the way that I will be rolling when I do my teams on my own. Um, I'm liking seeing the combo of players I have. I can't remember the player offhand, but it was somebody that I had a relatively decent percentage of last night, and we got up to him and 
I might have had eight or nine percent of them, but I didn't have this particular player with my first, second, or third round pick, which is like a crazy anomaly, right? So being able to see that, it's like, oh, well, I don't have this player combo, a combination of this player with any of these three players. Let's change that. And that stuff is really helping my drafts, in my opinion. It's helping me see some holes in my rosters. Um, so I like doing that. Now, there are certain holes in my rosters that I want to leave holes. Basically, player fades, stuff like that. You'll see those when we're doing it. But the overlay itself is well worth the money, not to just shill our product. But I think if you watch back some of our streams showing the overlay, it just it's just a game changer, especially if you're doing a ton of these drafts. Say if you're doing at least five to ten drafts, and then you're doing like if you have those in the bank and you plan on doing more, the overlay is very, very um I'm not gonna say a requirement. And you don't even have to do it with every draft, but if you're hitting like every couple drafts using the overlay, it's really gonna help your your rosters and what you're trying to build. We're gonna be coming back on the clock here. I'm just kind of checking out a few things. Um, now we could grab a third tight end if we wanted to get our Cincinnati bring back here with Hayden Hurst. I think it's a little more feasible to do in the super draft when what's super draft, super flex words, words. We need to learn how to say words while we are streaming. That was the song I sang for you guys about me not remembering how to talk. So we are on the clock here. See Marlon Max still here. I like McKissick a decent amount. Do we just want to correlate this team like crazy? Do we just want to grab? Let's grab Crowder. Not that I'm in love with Crowder. But let's let's grab Crowder for the the stack here and god this is gross huh we can grab the earnest you know what let's grab hearst let's get our correlation so kittle hunter henry hayden hearst three tight ends very much not the norm of what i would do we have four running backs who so are Kamara, Akers, Melvin Gordon, Kenneth Gainwell, which I like a lot. Um, I also did this because we are going to have three picks left. Don't really think I need another wide receiver at this point. I like some of the later round running backs. And I think there is some late quarterbacks that we can grab on the next uh, turnaround here. So that's something that I'll be looking at doing as well in this draft i don't know do we want to fire another one of these after i'll tell you what if if we get enough of a response that we want to do one more of these i will do one more but the caveat is i might have to finish it off stream i need to probably be off by 20 past eight so I'm okay with doing one more. 
if you guys want one more. But I need people saying that they want it. And uh, yeah, we'll do another one of these and talk through it. But need to see that people would like it. So let me know in the comments that you want to see one more of these with the caveat that, you know, 8.15-ish is my cutoff tonight, probably. Tyler wants one more. Eric wants one more. So, yeah, a few more of those, and we will fire one more. What we'll probably do is I'll, I will probably um, jump in one after our next turn pick, and we'll start that one while we're waiting for the last pick of the draft. I'll just pick, I'll just pick the twentieth round pick off stream on my phone or something. So that's kind of what we're doing, talking through it. There's a lot of moving parts on this show this week. We, we, um, we were supposed to be talking about the fallout of week one preseason going into week two, some of the risers and fallers of players. Like, what is going on with Antonio Gibson? By the way, did you guys see the news that he was? He was cloning David Montgomery and was lining up on special teams, taking over for Brian Robinson's place. So that's interesting. I was already out on Antonio Gibson this year. Once they re-signed J.D. McKissick, like alarm bells, red flags just started flying in front of my face that why would this guy re-sign with the team that is clearly inferior to Buffalo and Buffalo really could use a JD McKissick, right? Of all the teams that could have used McKissick, Buffalo really made a lot of sense. And he resigns with Washington. Like he basically backs out of the other deal shows up back in Washington for the same amount of money he was going to get in Buffalo. And, you know, we don't know the, the family dynamic. Maybe his family loved being in Washington. If they were getting the same amount of money, then so be it. He gets to stay, where he already lived, didn't have to uproot his family and move. You know, there's all that. Um, Hex Balls takes Malik Willis in the 18th round, which is sad. That was someone that I was kind of eyeballing for our next pick. But it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, so, like, before the Robinson news, I was already not heavily into Antonio Gibson, and he's been somebody that I've been fading. And then you just start – seeing what's happened this last week you hear about the fumbling you see robinson have a good preseason game now you're starting to hear him get relegated to the practice i mean to the special team squad they did say he was running with the ones afterwards but what are we doing with antonio gibson we can't draft him where he's going normal round normal draft it's like the seventh round or something like that i don't know I'm, I'm just pretty much cold fading Antonio Gibson at this point. My only exposure going forward will probably be some sort of um, auto pick if I really had to take him. So we are coming back up. We see Sam Howell from Washington go, and he's been looking good in camp, speaking of Washington. And people are wondering if Wentz is going to last the whole year or if they're going to start playing Howell. So that's a fun one to watch too. It's just like Washington's weird in that sense that they 
gave up way too much draft capital. I don't remember the specifics, but it was like a third and some other stuff for Carson Wentz, which just seems silly, right? It just seems like if Wentz was going to be good anywhere, it would have been an indie with his old coach that knew what to do with him, and it just didn't work. So I don't know what Washington thinks they are going to get out of him. But then they draft Howell, and how short can you make that leash on Wentz? So that's that's going to be an interesting situation, but I do like the the Howell pick. All right, so maybe we'll just go with a brand guy. We'll just grab us some Dearness Johnson because why not? Getting him in the 18th round. And uh, we're going to have some fun, and we're going to take Tyler Huntley. So let's grab Dearness and let's grab Tyler Huntley. And Damian Pierce juke two guys on the backups. Yeah, Damian Pierce is getting a ton of steam. That's another guy we'll talk about. Um, I don't really know which pun I said, but probably not intended. But I'm really funny. So sometimes the humor just emits from my body without thinking. So these are the things that happen, you know, in these types of situations. So let's go ahead. Let's fire another one. And I will just take that 20th pick offline and try not to auto pick it. Can we not get the 12th? I mean, we got the first pick. What was I saying? I thought we just picked 12. I just picked 12 in another draft. I guess I just got the influence. Or we get the three. Look at us. Look at us getting good picks in these drafts. And we're going to get Mahomes probably. All for it, buddy. Mahomes. Um, as we all know, my exposure to Mahomes is. Ah, uh, ah, uh, how well long. That trying to say it the way you wrote it does not work. How long will they have that leash? Good one. Good one. It was a good pun by me. Was it intended? No. Does it work? Absolutely. Did it work the way I tried to read it, the way you wrote it? No, it did not, Carlos. Do not trip me up like that again. It's not appreciated. But thanks. So Damian Pierce is another guy that... It's funny watching the reports come out. Um, I forget the beat writer's name. He's been with the Houston Texans forever. The guy that looks like Wilfred Brimley or whatever. He's like, if they don't play Damian Pierce week one... The Houston Texans are not putting out their best lineup. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's Marlon Mack. I think he has like one leg that's three feet shorter than the other. He's not that good anymore. Um, unfortunate what happened to him with the injury, but no one really thinks Marlon Mack is like an elite game-changing player, right? So, yeah, I mean, the rookie hopefully is better. That's what we're looking at. Um, I'm grabbing Mahomes because – because we have to do it for the brand. So we grab Mahomes. Um, yeah, so like Damian Pierce, I mean, I was drafting him like he was going to be the starter earlier because why not? And I had enough Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, that taking Damian Pierce made sense. Not that I was taking him all the time. My exposure is 
let's see i'll pull it up on my uh spikeweek.com which you guys can't see right now because i have the draft up but let's go to spikeweek.com here i'll th- since i don't have the overlay on i'll throw the draft board up for everybody make this a little bit better of a presentation here um so let's do that and let's see what my exposure to Damian Pierce is. Do you guys want to know? Well, I'd like this to work first of all. This is probably on my end. So that's got to load. Do you guys want to know just best ball mania? Do you want to know all my tournaments for that? Let me know and we will uh, we'll do that. So as I just click buttons, make things absolutely terrible to watch. Um, there you go. Now you can see the whole board. Man of the people here. Anyways, let's go to my draft IQ. Everything has popped up for me right now. Just best ball mania. I have 108 best ball mania teams right now. That is what we're looking at. So let's look for Damian Pierce. Of the 108 teams, I have him currently 10% ownership. His My average ADP is 126. His current ADP is 111. So I was getting him, you know, a round and a half, two rounds cheaper probably most of the time, which is pretty good. I enjoy that. My Alec Pierce exposure is 12%, which I was very unaware of. So that's something that I need to curtail a little bit. I'm not, I like Alec Pierce, but I don't think I need to go absolutely nuclear with him. And then there's Artavius Pierce. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. He is a Denver running back. And I have shockingly 0% of Artavius Pierce. Who knew? Who knew? If you have Artavius Pierce on your team in the chat, let me know. And should we be handcuffing Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, and probably 13 other running backs with Artavius Pierce? We will drink some water since we're doing a second draft. It is essential to the system. All right. I would have, Jamar Chase, so the quarterback run goes absolutely nuts here. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kelsey. Let's do that stack, right? And I'm making my pick in the 20th round pick. I took Eno Benjamin. So just to be on the up and up on that team, I just finished up with Eno Benjamin as my 20th round pick. We took Mahomes and Kelsey on this team. And I don't know. I don't know what I want to do on this turnaround. I don't know if I want Fields or Tua. Maybe. Maybe we try to get cute. Do you guys want to get cute on this one and see what we can do with pushing quarterback? I mean... There's Devontae Adams. There's CeeDee Lamb. Maybe we do CeeDee if he falls to us. 
I don't think I want Najee. Felix is in the chat. Actually, probably having a seizure that I'm not taking him. Um, do we want Devontae? You know what? Let's take Devontae Adams. Not a week 17 correlation, but at least a division correlation with Kansas City. We'll take Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey. I think that's a fun start. Let's see what we can do pushing this quarterback spot another round or two. While we're doing that, let me read off that first team we drafted. We took Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Tyler Huntley at quarterback, Kamara, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon, Kenneth Gainwell, Dearness Johnson, and Eno Benjamin at running back, Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, KJ Osborne, Romeo Dubs, Jamison Crowder, George Kittle, Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst. I actually really like that team. I think uh, we got a ton of Week 17 correlation. We have two starting quarterbacks. We might be boned like in terms of Week 7, you know, no Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins starting. But that might make our team a little bit more unique as well. We can still probably get the team through. Um, I like it a lot. Let's put this board back on for everybody. See what we're looking at. Um, I think pushing quarterback here probably makes sense. Especially in this draft, we got Kirk Cousins. Remember, we took the one-on-one and we were able to get him at the 2-3 turn. So in that first one, Kirk Cousins went at the 2-0-6 or 2-0-7 or whatever, right in the middle of the second round on this draft which pushed down some other players so we saw trevor lawrence go after we took travis kelsey two spots or we could have taken fields i just i like pushing it a little bit more here i think there's some quarterbacks we can get that are uh, comparable to some of those guys i mean i still like lawrence and fields better i guess although my fields exposure is so limited that um, you guys will probably make fun of me for not having a lot of Justin Fields. Justin Fields. All right, let's play a game. Let's play of my 108 best ball mania teams, right? 108. I will like your comment in the Discord, I guess. I don't know. What do you want? Guess what my exposure is to Justin Fields in Best Ball Mania. Who thinks they can guess that? You guess it, I will buy you a drink if I ever see you in, per in person. Casey says, no one is making fun of you for not having Justin Fields. Um, have you met Eric Bimefor? So Eric Bimefor is the man that runs Spike Week. He is a Chicago Bears, New York Giants, New York Jets, offensive players fanatic. And he will argue to the death that you should be taking Justin Fields. Casey says it's 1.2%. What does everybody else think? I'm interested. This, and then someone, someone tell your Justin Fields exposure if you have a decent amount of teams, just so we can see. All right, we're going to be coming up on the clock here. I mean, I don't know how we don't pound T. Higgins and A.J. Brown here, right? This is just 
This is just obvious, in my opinion. Oh, we're not on the turn. I would prefer A.J. Brown, personally. So let's grab A.J. Brown. Got to get off the uh, being on the on the turns after doing the one-on-one spot. We probably won't get T. Higgins, but that's fine. More than fine taking A.J. Brown, having Mahomes, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey is a fun start, I would say. Carlos thinks I have 0.7. Casey thinks I have 1.2. Any other guesses? If we ever meet up in person, I will buy you a drink. I will buy you a drink if you get this answer correct. It's not going to be easy to get the, to get the exact number. Casey has 4% of Justin Fields. That's uh that's probably right. That's probably the right number to have of Fields to be perfectly honest. Um we get T Higgins anyways. So, you know, Yahtzee. So we do grab T Higgins. We get Mahomes, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Travis Kelsey. Again, just because it is super flex doesn't mean you have to start two QBs. Um, you can start any position in that super flex spot. So if we think players make more sense, we grab the players that make more sense. I still think we can get a starting quarterback later. Carlos says that happens to me when I think I'm at the turn and I try to make my second selection but it won't respond. Yes. Um, I have fired so many drafts today that I just think it's always my turn to draft. I think, I think that's what's going on there. All right. Well, if nobody else is going to guess my percentage of Justin Fields, I will reveal it now. Um, drum roll. Hopefully I didn't ruin the audio listeners. My, my, Best ball mania exposure for Justin Fields. Zero percent. I have not drafted Justin Fields on 108 teams. I have not drafted Justin Fields once. Not one time in best ball mania. Which is shocking. But now that I see it, I think I want to lean into it. I think I want to make sure I don't draft Justin Fields now that I've made that stand. Not completely inadvertent. Like, I don't think about it, though. So I think it's just like one of those, I know I don't like that team, so I'm not drafting Bears. Um, And I just don't have any of them. I have 0% Justin Fields. Yeah, he has rushing upside. That's, That's a given. How much Huntley? That's a good question, Casey. That's a great question. I don't know if I took him in best ball mania. I have not taken him in best ball mania yet. I take, I've taken him. So if we go to all tournaments, which I know you guys can't see, but if I look at all tournaments for Huntley, and I remember it is going to be a little skewed because there is a few super flex teams in here, but Tyler Huntley, um, why is it not populating? Because this this is not correct. The number I'm getting right now is incorrect. So let me try to reload it. 
Um, looks like my best Paul Mania numbers are getting. So he's going to rip off 500 yards plus rushing. I, I mean, like, I think the absolute best case scenario for Justin Fields this year, and it's not a, it's not like a bad scenario, is do we remember the Blake Bortles year where by halftime, every single game, he had about negative two points fantasy-wise, and then he would always end up with like 18 to 20 points by the end of the game because he was running around and just like was the ultimate garbage time quarterback. That would be the absolute upside case for Justin Fields for me this year. And I honestly don't think he's going to do that. I just think the offense as a whole is bad. Everything on that team is bad. I I just don't see how it happens. All right, we're going to probably grab Acres again here. And then the question is, do we want to grab Zach Wilson? Are we getting a – I think we're getting a really good discount on Wilson here. Let's grab Wilson. I have an idea for a running back if we um, – if we – don't get Cam Akers. I'm okay with it. I have ideas. I have a plan. Who played Red Dead Redemption 2? I have a plan. Turns out, Dutch never really had a plan. Um, I joined late. Did you give us any Superflex hot takes top of the show? I did, Casey. My hot take for Superflex is I do not do enough of them. So I am winging this shit a lot of the times that i'm doing super flex to be perfectly honest i like super flex i think for me my brain is so trained on the regular drafts that this kind of throws me off a little bit if i had a hot take it would be to draft sort of like we did on this one based on we get acres anyways here based on i think people overvalue quarterback to some degree um and super flex like obviously if you're like the joe burrow guy and you're getting matt stafford that makes sense where it starts to i mean Derek carr is fine stafford's cousins is probably the cutoff i think once cousins goes and you could even say cousins is questionable at that point maybe you don't need to start banging quarterbacks like lawrence fields this early especially if you're getting guys like Dalvin Cook, and we can make fun of Derrick Henry all we want. Um, Stefan Diggs is right in this range. We got Kelsey, Devontae Adams we got. You know, like there are guys that I'd rather have than some of these quarterbacks. And I think it just – I think especially in best ball sites like Underdog, that super flex, the quarterback gets like extremely overvalued. Like – too too far so um and i think the other thing people forget is you're only starting two wide receivers theoretically now you can start up to four we got to remember that aspect too that you can start so if we get another baller ass wide receiver right we have Devonte adams aj brown t higgins 
say we were on the clock and we could get Chris Godwin, which will never happen. Um, but say we took Godwin over Cam Akers or something like that. We could still use those four wide receivers if they have great weeks. Just because it's super flex doesn't mean you always have to start two quarterbacks. Now, Wilson I grabbed because I think getting him in the sixth, seventh round, people are scared of him based on the knee injury. It seems like all is well with that. It's not going to be a big deal. He's going to miss a couple games at most. I'm kind of fine with taking Zach Wilson because he would normally be probably right after some of these guys we saw go early. Yes, Carlos, it's just two wide receivers. So you're let me just go over the the format again because like Casey said, he joined late. Some people might have joined late. On their Superflex tournament, it is one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one normal flex, which is your running back wide receiver tight end, and then you have one super flex spot, which is quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Could be any of the like any position. So that's why with the wide receiver spot, you don't have to like, you don't have to hammer it as hard in these. You can uh, lay off the gas a little bit and kind of like balance your players a little bit more. I still like to take the wide receivers, um, but you can, you can build your teams a little bit different in a super flex. I also think like taking two elite tight ends, if it makes sense, isn't as bad based on them dropping some. I think that's fine occasionally. It's not like something you, I don't think you should go target at every draft or anything, but like I have Kelsey, if we wanted to grab, you know, another, like I would consider Hawkinson, Goddard and those, I know they're not like elite elite, but like if we wanted to grab one of those in our eighth, ninth round, I'd be fine with it. You have two flex spots, essentially. We took Zach Wilson. Um, so there's more of a chance that you'd be starting your two your two tight ends, right? Um, based on a build that we're doing, especially if we had faded Zach Wilson and went somewhere else. Not probably something you want to do consistently but i don't think it's terrible we are on the clock um i don't like this tier at all usually devonta smith um let's grab some of our guys let's just scroll down and let's grab christian kirk let's have fun that's what we're here for. We're here to have fun. I don't like Gibson. We've already talked about it. I don't like Miles Sanders. Pollard, we probably could have taken and been fine with it. Pollard was probably the play. Um, if we're being completely honest. I'm just kind of looking through. Their ADP is different on this as well. I don't know if you saw some of the names that we scrolled by, but those are clearly different. I think we'll grab Pollard if he's still here. Or do we want Damian Harris? I have a lot of Damian Harris. Let's grab Tony Pollard. Fine with that. So right now our team 
is Patrick Mahomes, Zach Wilson, Cam Akers, Tony Pollard, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Travis Kelsey. Not nearly as much Week 17 correlation on this team as our last one, but still early. Can still fix some of that. So let's throw the board back up for everybody. With, with like, wow, how long did I have to extend that word? Pretty impressive. I get to stream until, you know, 11 o'clock tonight. So words are going to be fun for the rest of the evening. At least on my other show, there's a pre-produced thing that I do. So it's like 15 minutes of me pre-recording my voice. So I get to edit out every time I sound like an idiot. It's pretty phenomenal. Helps a lot. And unsurprisingly, it takes a while to edit because I mess up all the time. Anyways, what are you guys doing for this? Are you guys going to try to max this one, especially after they dropped the one earlier today? Some of you might have missed out because you were at work. I luckily can pound some drafts at work based on what I'm doing at the time. And I was able to jump in a bunch of slows for that as well. So are you looking to max the Superflex? Do you guys like the Superflex? Do you like mixing it up a little bit and getting thrown off your game a little? Because I think that's what this does. I think this throws you off your game a little bit. So you're maxing it, Carlos? Carlos says I am, so I'm guessing that means you're maxing it. I mean, I might. I don't. I'm not going to go. So what I'll say is I'm not going to go out of my way to max it. I think the point that was brought up earlier, I can't remember who it was. I could probably scroll up. Um, Somebody said, you know, people might not want to max this after maxing the tournament earlier. And that's totally fair. So for me, I'm not going to go out of my way to max it. I have a small trip coming up this week on thursday not nothing crazy i go to salem mass at least once a year with friends and we get a room at either a airbnb or the haunted hotel that's there and it's just kind of a, a fun trip away with friends once a year so i'm planning to not um draft the next few days i might fire like one tournament tomorrow in the morning but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to not be drafting too much in the next few days. Friday is most likely that big dog draft for the overzet. So I might not be firing any BBMs until that. I have, I think, 42. What did I say? I did 108. I have 42 BBMs left to do. So got to get ready for that. I'm probably going to have to hop in about 10 slows on that. Not my preferred method of drafting by any means, but in order to psycho psychologically do it properly. Um, I might just have to enter some slows. I don't like doing slows. If you guys like doing slows better, Godspeed to you because I have these six slows queued up and one of them, we've already been waiting five hours for the one-on-one pick. And I'm just like, how do you guys, how do you guys mentally do the slow drafts consistently? All right, we're on the clock. We should probably be looking here. Kareem Hunt is fun. Uh, so is Singletary. 
Let's go hunt for now. I am. Yeah, let's go hunt. And then I have some ideas about what I'd like to do. Has anyone looked at their fill percentage on this yet? I haven't really been paying attention. Um, let me look on my phone just to make it easier so we're not dropping on the screen. So it's 17% full. So that's still pretty impressive for a tournament that dropped at 630, you know, 20, almost a 20% fill rate in an hour and a half. That's pretty good. Ah, oh, you bastards. Did you take Skymore? They did. Skymore was where we were going to go, but contingent play is Garrett Wilson to stack with Zach Wilson. So I'm actually not even mad about it. It's probably a better pick, to be perfectly honest. So let's go through our team again. Carlos, you don't you say that the slow drafts don't bother you at all. I just disregard them until I get the notification. I mean, I'm not like going back and looking at them. I just, I don't know. I like just getting my draft done and going about my day. But I can see that there are different types of people that can even stack their slow drafts and they just make all their picks at the same time. So I could understand being able to do it that way. That's just not me. I know who I am and I just want to get my stuff done. It's not even just drafts. It's like anything I do, I just want to finish it. I want to, I want to complete. I'm like a completionist. So it's been a problem of mine since video games as a child. Like I don't want to, I don't want to pause. I don't want to find a save point. I want to get through the entire Tomb Raider video game in one sitting because I'm a psychopath at 11 years old, sitting on my carpet against the bed, wondering why on a Saturday afternoon I'm in level three of a Laura Croft game instead of outside playing basketball with my friends. That's what happens. A lot of video game references today. We've talked about Red Dead Redemption 2, one of my favorite games of all time. We've also, which you can never sit down and just play straight through. I mean, you might be able to get through the main story in about 12 to 20 hours. Um, Rob's bragging about going outside. I was bragging about not going outside. Although I got to go outside Sunday. I went to see an old mental asylum that closed down. But of course, I used the opportunity to film some stuff for Spike Week while I was there as well. They sound like they don't correlate because they don't. But you'll see in a video either tomorrow or possibly Thursday. I have one more scene to film for it. And it has been put on hold until our fearless leader feels better, basically. So thanks a lot, Bim, for way to get sick. What an idiot. What an idiot. Who gets sick? Who does that? We don't have time to get sick. It's drafting season, bro. Eat five hot dogs and get back on your chair and start drafting teams. That's what I say to Eric Bime for. All right. So 
we actually might get through this draft. We have about 20 minutes left before I have to jump off. There is a good chance that we make it through. Um, Carlos brings up the question. I wonder if this is the cheapest drafts they will run. I guess you're saying underdogs specifically. We are on the clock. We will get back to this question. We have a two, three, five, one build. Let's take, let's take Rashad White. And what else do we want to do here? Um, I'm going to take White. Not liking the quarterback situation here. And what do you think, chat? What do we, what should we do with this two four five one build we have right now? With Mahomes, Wilson, Akers, Pollard, Kareem Hunt, Rashad White, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, and Travis Kelsey. What would make sense here? What would have made sense? Where did Albert O go in this draft? That's interesting. Um, Tampa Rams. Correlation game is not great on this on this roster. Not particularly what we're usually looking for correlation wise, but does happen. All right, we're back on the clock. I think I just like the running backs too much here. I think we'll push. I think we're going to push. Let's take Spiller. I actually like the way Spiller looked in his game in preseason. Nothing flashy, but he played the role that I think they're going to want him to play where he was like running between the tackles. And that's what I was looking for from him because I think he's going to get a lot of goal line work that way. All right. So let's get back to this question. I wonder if this is the cheapest to run Mac, which is the $3 price point on underdog Would people max enter a tournament at the entry fee were $1 or $1 at 35 to 40 minutes of draft. I think they would. Um, would people dedicate 50 to 80 hours for a thousand dollar first place prize? I think you are still underestimating casual players who are learning because if they can enter a tournament for $1 and they can enter 10 of those, I think the prize would be bigger than a thousand dollars, by the way. I think they would make it a bigger contest if they did a dollar one. So I don't know, say, say it's $10,000 for first. Um, I don't know how big they would have to make that that tournament. But say even if it's 40,000, 50,000 people, that's going to fill. People would play that. And you're allowing more casual players to enter um, a tournament and max it out. Um, so you would see that. You would see You would see plenty of people play that. I just do all the $1 draft at once to save time. There you go. I would also probably multi-table them. I have this 32-inch screen in front of me that I could probably get like four drafts on with another screen. I would auto-pick my ass off on every single one. 
I would hate every $1 team and I would flush $150 down the toilet because I'd be auto-picking James Robinson every time. That's a stream I can get behind, Eric. $151 at once sounds electric. I don't know if anyone watched the draft cathlons that we did months ago where we did four drafts at one time of all different sports. I did one with Vime 4. I did one with Daigle. Um, that was a nightmare. Trying to do four different sports was a nightmare. There is no way you are going to like properly do your teams if you're firing multiple, multiple entries at once like that. But hey, what a rush. As Legion of Doom once said, what a rush. There we go. We got our wrestling, wrestling reference in there. Sometimes you just got to sneak those in. Contractually obligated to make a wrestling reference. Um, we can do a few different things here. Technically, we can do whatever we want. We can look at double stacking Mahomes with Nicole Hardman, which I think we might do. At this point, he's our six wide receiver. I don't need him to go like absolutely electric. I think we're going to take Mikol. I like it. Um, God, does it make sense to take Jacoby Brissett? Does it make sense to take Jacoby Brissett in the 15th round of Superflex where he might be the starter of the entire year? Probably does. This is probably some ridiculous value if we get him. Probably ruining this. Someone's probably watching the stream, and they're going to grab Reset now. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not? Now Jimmy G's still on board. GA, he's uh, oh, did he go? Someone must have taken him. Let's see where he went. Garoppolo went at the. 14th round, 14-1 he went. We are on the clock. Let's stop looking at Jimmy G. And Jacoby Brissett goes, like we thought. That's fine. Let's grab Everett. We have Cam Akers. I mean, I know we grabbed Isaiah Spiller, but we can still bring back Everett. A couple questions. Quarterback rooms, but I like most of the teams. I'm trying to read this question. Should have pre-read it. A couple questions, quarterback rooms, but I like most of the teams. Just did a lot of one or two QBs first rounds, hammered wide receivers, elite tight ends, and anchor RBs and threw a lot of late quarterback darts where needed. Yeah, I think that's fine. I just don't think you always have to start with two quarterbacks. This is – so we were debating – so Rob B. asked, um, Rob C is better, by the way. It just rolls off the tongue better. Uh, is handcuffing your quarterback a good idea in this draft type? I don't think it's particularly well, and I have the exception that when I had Lamar, I was always drafting Huntley in the original Superflex just because I think Huntley's upside is so massive. So it's like what backup quarterbacks provide massive upside, right? It's Huntley, but other than Huntley, 
who is providing you with with extensive upside. So I was pretty much every time I drafted Lamar, I was grabbing Huntley in the 20th round. Just was happening almost every draft. And I was grabbing Huntley even when I didn't grab Lamar. So I think it is very specific to certain players. And for me right now, off the top of my head, all I can think of is Huntley. I don't know who else you'd want to handcuff. Really. Who's another quarterback that gives you that type of upside as a backup? Who comes in as a backup that you're excited about, that you think is going to get you some some points, that can be a difference maker on your team? Um. Yeah, I mean, like Eric says, probably not, but depending on cost, you could do it. Really depends on cost. Really depends on your team build. I wouldn't be looking to do it. I'd rather get. Um. I'd rather take a shot on. We'll talk about it in a second because I don't want to get sniped again. But there are there are some guys that I would take late that are backups, but I wouldn't necessarily grab them as a handcuff. So we'll just do it in the 16th round if we can. A lot of these guys already have three and four quarterbacks. So who are the four here? Hertz, Cousins, Winston, Goff. Interesting. Fields, Mills, Mariota, Lamar, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. I just think Deshaun Watson. Look, if you get Deshaun Watson and he plays, I guess good for you. But I just think that's like a dead pick at this point. I, they can't let that guy play. They just can't do it. So, Eric, be quiet over there. Don't let people read your chat. Minshew is an interesting one. I do like that Minshew call. So I'm going to grab Malik Willis here just because I think it's such a wild card where he can go. And I do like Malik Willis. So we'll grab Malik as our third quarterback. Obviously, we think that there's a solid shot that Tyrod Taylor is a good call as well um, with the Giants. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's. Any good Ritter, I don't know. I guess I don't have enough faith in Ritter. Howell could be something. So the names you bring up are decent backups that I would grab. I just don't know if I'd handcuff them. You know what I mean? Malik Willis, I don't even want to handcuff. I just I want to bet on the fact that Malik Willis is going to come in a third of the way through the year or before and just take over the team. I think Tannehill's on a hotter seat than people are led to believe. They don't draft Malik Willis for nothing. Again, said it last night, they could draft him with the intention of sitting him for a year. But he could win that job. He could just absolutely just win the job. Um, Anything standing out here for us? Let's grab Taysom. Let's have fun. Taysom's the bring back to AJ Brown since we're not doing a lot of bring backs on this team. Um, probably the biggest problem with this team is not having the bring backs. It's, it is what it is. It happens. No, it's a good point that you wouldn't handcuff a QB, but if you did, it would be with them because they're all free basically. Yeah. And I think they actually have some value, right? Malik Willis might actually, I think he's a little more expensive 
than other players, as we've seen in the last two drafts. I mean, I'm the one who grabbed him here and grabbed him early. Tyrod is a forgotten about, and if Tyrod plays, he's usually good. Just the worst luck in the NFL of all time. Gardner Minshew on that offense. If something happens to Hurts, we would love to have Gardner Minshew. Teddy B, I just don't like. Ritter, I just don't like. Howell, it seems like there's there's some rumblings that he might be a good pick. But again, if I'm taking Howell, I'd rather just not take Wentz. I just that's to answer Rob's original question is the only guy I'd really like to handcuff is Lamar. Because I think you're just getting a solid outing at quarterback. Because at that point, you're drafting the Ravens quarterback that is going to get you like almost 20 points every week, it feels like. Some of those other guys, the starter isn't worth 20 points most weeks, and neither is the backup. So that's kind of the way I'm thinking through that. Again, Superflex isn't my specialty, and I could be completely wrong on that line of thinking, but I just look at the Ravens as an outlier. See if this ever ended up working here. See if we can see my Huntley exposure. So I have 320 teams in draft IQ right now. And of that 320, I have 4% Tyler Huntley. So there are some tournaments that I have Huntley in that's not just the super flex. Um, but it looked like best ball mania. I didn't make that decision. There were a lot more 20 round things earlier in the year as well. Um, Rob says he's got the corner and got Jefferson and cup. I guess that's good. Is that your first and second round pick? So you had no QBs. I don't hate it. If you're, so I think with that type of build, if you're going Jefferson Cup, that's fun, but you need to make sure that you are grabbing three to four of the lower-end quarterbacks that are starters, I would say, would be my strategy there. But I do like the Cup-Jefferson start. People are so enamored with the QB that, uh, you know, you want to start without the QB and get three to four of them. You're probably in good shape. We are going to be rounding out this draft. I forgot to put the board back up for you guys because I am getting tired because these things happen. But we will make a couple more picks. We will go over our team. We'll make the 20th pick, and we will get out of here. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, watching some super flex drafts. Wasn't the original plan, but who knew that they were dropping this draft on us until, you know, like 4 o'clock. Um, what do we have here? We have T Higgins. I don't want to grab Crowder again. Like that's just gross. Let's grab Odell. Let's grab Odell and just like do a game stack without the QB on Rams chargers for week 17. I just think that Odell going to the Rams is almost a lock. And if he doesn't, it might be Buffalo. And then we get our bring back anyway. So we don't need him right away on this team as is. So we just need some weeks for him in the end and we'll be fine. Right now we have a three, five, seven, three build. 
We have two picks left. Some decent running backs. The Dust Bowl is going on with the wide receivers, with Crowder, Fuller, who who knows what's going on with William Fuller. A.J. Green, Dust, Curtis Samuel, probably Dust. Probably a bunch of Dust. Are there any Titans wide receivers worth grabbing? Let's see. Maybe Kyle Phillips? Um, maybe we take out Kyle Phillips, have some fun. I think I can get a an RB that I like late and be fine with it. Yeah, we'll stack up Kyle Phillips here. We do have Tony Pollard for the bring back on that game. So that's nice. We have Josh Norris yelling at us in the background. This is what happens when I go over an hour and a half. Thanks a lot, Josh Norris, yelling at me. How dare you? All right, let's look over our team. Um, We have Mahomes, Zach Wilson, Malik Willis, Cam Akers, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, Rashad White, Isaiah Speller, fun running back room, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, Miko Hardman, Odell Beckham, Kyle Phillips, Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett, Taysom Hill. I think it's a fun team. I'd like a little more correlation, but like in terms of just players, I think that this team's pretty fun. Um, we get the double stack on Mahomes. We don't have a, a Bronco bring back, but whatever. We're having fun. We're just going to have some fun, right? One pick left. Again, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, make sure you are in the Discord. I will drop that Google Doc for the two assigned jersey giveaway in there. If we do the big dog stream on Friday, we will give that jersey away on that stream. The caveat on this is you need to be subscribed to Spike Week on YouTube. Clearly, you have to be in the Discord because that's where the doc's going to be. But you need to be subscribed to Spike Week, and you need to be subscribed to Hometown Ghost Stories. I will pull that page up at the end after we make our last pick and go over our team, just so you can see what it looks like, so you know which one to subscribe to. But it should be the only one. Um, so be sub to both of those YouTube. I do check. If you are not sub to both and your name gets drawn, you will not win. These are the rules. This is what happens. If you put your name in twice, you will be disqualified. Don't make me do these things. Don't make us do these things. I've seen it happen. Again, we gave away that Kurt Warner jersey last year. First two names I spun. I think one wasn't following me. One wasn't following Pete. And the rules were to be following both of us. So just follow the rules. It's literally the pressing a button twice. Um. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. Make sure you're in the discord, jump in there, look for that Google doc tomorrow. And if I don't post it by, let's say 7 PM tomorrow night in the general section, yell at me. I just, I'm usually doing 30 different things. So sometimes things slip the mind. I'm also old as dirt and, uh, Let's just round it out with Bay. Let's just take Tyler Huntley. 
Uh, yeah, Carlos, RBs are going to run off the board a little early because the dynamics of the team are slightly different. So let's go over our team real quick. We have Patrick Mahomes, Zach Wilson, Malik Willis. How dare you, underdog? How dare you? Um, why am I clicking on exposure? I don't want to see exposure. That's what I want. We have Mahomes, Zach Wilson, Malik Willis, Tyler Huntley, running back Cam Akers, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller, wide receivers Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, Miko Harvin, Odell Beckham, Kyle Phillips, and then Travis Kelsey, Gerald Everett, and Taysom Hill at tight end. I think it is a fun team. I think Taysom Hill is interesting in this format too. You know, he could get some quarterback snaps. Um, a lot easier for him to fit into a flex spot. So I do like that aspect of it as well. So that's our team here. Let's show you what this page looks like so that you know what you're looking at. Um, for Hometown Ghost Stories. So this is what you'd be looking for. This is Hometown Ghost Stories. As you can see, there it is. 1.69 subscribers. Nice. And uh, our page is pretty coordinated here. So make sure you are subscribed to that. Subscribe to the Spike Week channel, which you are on right now. So you should already be subbed to that. Other than that, thank you guys for joining us this evening. Thanks for the uh, bearing with us while we flipped over to the Superflex. And uh, peace.